The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. Welcome to the Quirky Dog Podcast, inspired by some of the quirkiest dogs you can ever imagine and the owners who love them. This podcast is brought to you by the quirky couple themselves, Scott and Jess Williams. Their aim is to educate and entertain. Here's Scott and Jess. Welcome, guys, and happy Wednesday. We're coming to you live from Salem, New Hampshire, right above Two Guys Smoke Shop. And today we have on two very special guests. But first, we're going to start with the quirky tip of the day. Ooh, good. I got the pink pig for good reason. All right, my quirky tip of the day is, if you do not already, I want you to follow both of these wonderful, wonderful dog people on Instagram. Abby Klein is here with us today. Her Instagram handle is the Dog Carnival, and Bonnie Scott is also here with us as a surprise guest, and I'm very excited about it. And her Instagram is Bonnie Brenda Scott. So you're going to learn a lot about what these awesome women do on the road and, you know, in between their gigs through their Instagrams and maybe be able to get some tips for your own dogs. So guys, welcome. Thank you so much for joining us here today. Hey. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So tell us what the hell you do, because the title here today is Carnies Who Collaborate with Abby Scott and with Abby Klein and Bonnie Scott. (laughs) This is getting hard for me. Two Scots, everything else. What does it mean to be a Carney who collaborates? What does it mean to be a Carney? Like, give us a little lowdown of your strange lives, because everyone doesn't understand. So we do traveling stunt dog shows for separate companies. Bonnie just happened to be in Tampa performing and came to hang out for a couple days. So I thought I would just surprise you guys and throw her on the podcast (laughs) with you. But so we do a traveling stunt dog show. So we perform all over the U.S. with our dogs. And not when you say dog show, normally people think of like confirmation, walk in a circle, wear a bad outfit kind of thing. And we do cool shit. Like we do Frisbee and agility, high jump dogs, trick dogs, jump rope dogs, that kind of stuff. So we do traveling entertainment, halftime shows, fairs, festivals, theme parks, that kind of thing. Sweet. So did uh, Abby leave anything out, Bonnie? Anything missing from that description? Oh, I mean, I I guess as like different side hustles, we have other shit that we do <laughs> sometimes. Yeah. Like my dogs... Um, I was oh, talking yeah. a lot this morning about like they do uh, studio work, like acting, modeling, uh, that type of thing. Um, but and we both also teach yeah. um, other people how to do the type of dog work that we do. Um, do you do like tr- training at like doing board and train or any stuff? I like that? I did during the pandemic, but I don't like training other people's dogs. That's yeah. why I train my own. <laughs> That's a necessary <laughs> evil. Yeah. <laughs> Scott says that's a necessary evil. It's true. And yeah, even pointing to that, were both of you working during COVID? Like, were, did both of you have full-time gigs with um, that, like, stunt dog, like, set up? No, and- all of our shit got, all my shit got canceled. So during the pandemic, I started working for a friend of mine here in Florida. His name's John Canine. He has a business called J- John Canine LLC. Um, so I worked for him for the first, I started in June and then stopped June 2021. Yeah, and yeah. Then- back up then and i would assume i mean when you guys lost all your gigs they just carried over to the next year for the most part right no no they didn't they just don't come back they didn't so that whole season was just kind of a wash our contracts that said act of god that these gigs could cancel and technically a pandemic is an act of god okay that was like an act of government (laughs) yeah scott called it an act of government so how many dogs do you guys have because i know that when jess was involved in that it was like 20 dogs (laughs) yeah well there's a lot of dogs you need a lot of dogs 
I have 12. Yeah. yeah. How many do you have? I only have four right now, but I also have not been in this business um, as long as Abby to be. Um, Haven't to seen be honest, your dogs. That last I did not start this work until the pandemic happened. The okay. pandemic like pushed me in this direction. I okay. was interested in doing um, this type of stuff with the dog that I had at the time. Uh, I had a real job. Like I had a Ooh. salaried office <laughs> position. Yeah. Terrible. I was, you know, I'm way better off for it, but like I got laid off. My company had to close uh, down temporarily. So I ended up moving out of where I lived into a place that was more appropriate for raising a stunt dog. And then I started getting jobs uh, performing with her. Uh, so I actually still only have four because it's only been a few years since I started doing this full time. I don't have any old ones any retired guys yeah yet. well that's the thing i mean you have dogs and like i mean pete was traveling around with you till he was what like 15 he yeah he died at 15 and a half and yeah 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 he but, died during the, so his last year he did we didn't really go on the road but yeah so he traveled with me until he was 14 yeah but that's the thing i mean dogs get older and then the older dogs aren't going to be jumping nine feet into the air i mean there's there's like some nuance here so bonnie do you do pet dog training yourself since this came up or not really any of it um, I don't. And okay. that's what's funny about both of our answers to that question is I, I like teaching. I like working with other people who have dogs and telling them about how they can, you know, accomplish their goals with their dog. But I don't especially like working with other people's dogs. No, I don't. I, I like teaching seminars. So like if I'm yeah. booking a Frisbee or a trick seminar, I like it because those people are already like super committed. Yeah. It's fun. It's fun shit. For their dumb pet owner who's just an idiot. No. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> no, I know. There's no pain point when they just want to learn tricks and frisbee. They just want to do the fun stuff. I get it. I'm totally with you. All right. So Abby, you're at your like Florida location. You have a home in Iowa too, right? Yeah, we have a so I have a tiny house here in Florida. My friend Laura, who's one of my best friends from Fargo, where I grew up, she specifically bought a property in Florida when she moved from Fargo that would accommodate me and my dogs and then built me a tiny house on it. That's a good friend. So I, I, that's a yeah. great friend. And she takes my retired dogs so they don't have to come on the road because it's it's hard when you travel in a motorhome with a bunch of dogs. And like the motorhome is our backdrop to our show. And so the dogs that used to perform hear you doing the thing they love to do but aren't capable of doing it anymore. Yeah. And so they like start to like it's it sucks. Their life sucks after that. So I mean, like, not all my retired dogs, but she's on her fourth and fifth retired dog of mine. Wow. So, like, when they retire, I get to leave them here with her in Florida, which means I get to still spend the winter with them and see them, and they're happy, and they're not, like, stressed out being on the road. So, that's kind of nice. So, yeah, I mean, I have it made. She's yeah. my best friend. I live with her for four months out of the year, and then we don't see each other for eight months, and then she takes my retired dogs. You're going to send her on vacation or something. <laughs> Buy her a cruise. <laughs> yeah. So, Bonnie, do you have a home? Um, I do have a few homes. <laughs> oh my God, you and like all your locations, you guys. <laughs> it's it. This is the life we chose. Yeah, you know? yeah. Uh, my my official residence is in New York State. 
Okay. Yeah. I ask because I mean, it's part of like the gig, right? I mean, if you have a like great, like mobile setup and this lovely RV, sometimes it's hard to have a home base. And not only that, you're paying for bills at a place that you're never freaking at. You know, if you have a place that you can Airbnb or whatever, that's great. But like, if you're on the road, the majority of the year, it's kind of, you know, hard to maintain these different living situations. So that's the only reason I ask. So you guys both have multiple bases and locations. And Right now with Mutt's Gone Nuts, you're doing some theater gigs down in Florida. Is that what's happening currently? That is correct. Okay. And how long is your theater gig in Florida? How much, Abby, Uh, time do you get? Well, we will be in Florida uh, through this weekend. And then the following weekend, I think all of our shows are going to be in uh, South Carolina and then North Carolina. Nice. So Saturday, Sunday, we will be um, in three different locations in Florida uh, this week in uh sort of the northeastern quadrant yeah i want um not close enough together that we could stay in the same place every night but you know pretty like probably within two hours of each other yeah that's nice that's super fun and abby you're in the off season right now yeah i'm just doing half times we're doing um i have a college basketball halftime in Louisiana at the end of the month. And then we're actually doing the pro bowl. Oh, fun. Which I didn't even know what that was. Where do they play that? That's in Orlando. Normally it's in Hawaii. I think I didn't even know what it was. Chris, I was doing laundry in Chris's house. He walks (laughs) over and he goes, Hey, do you want to do the pro bowl? And I was like, no. And then I went back to doing laundry. He's like, do you even fucking know what that is? And I was like, no, don't care, but I'm doing it. So that's coming up and that'll be pretty local to you if you're right in Tampa right now. Oh, it's just an hour and a half away. Yeah, that's awesome. So I got to say, so I saw something come up on your Instagram the other day, Abby's Instagram, and you and boy Sam were doing some halftime show and like he can freaking throw. Did he like throw discs and like have dogs before he met you? Like how did that whole sitch work? No, he was a woodworker. I hired him to build up my van. (laughs) Then you just slept him into the van with you. (laughs) <laughs> but literally, like, I was like, wow, like, so this is like all just originated, like just learning with you and getting better over time. Cause like, I mean, literally he was like throwing like 40 yarders and like really good disc thrower. So he just kind of has learned on the job, if you will. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, we started, I hired him in the, during the pandemic, I bought a van and wanted it built out and any RV place was like $125 an hour. And he lived like he, we followed each other on Instagram. He was a woodworker, and I remember messaging him to see if uh, he lived like an hour and a half away from my mom. So I was gonna go visit my mom in South Dakota, and I hit him up and I was like, "Hey, do you want to build out this van? I'll pay you. You know, how much do you want?" That's fine. Um, yeah, don't stop. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> what happened? Did something die? Something just fell. It's fine. Oh, it's Nothing okay. Okay. Happened. okay. No one. No one broke. No one broke their neck. <laughs> got to pay me what I'm getting paid as a finished carpenter. He's like $24 an hour. And I was like, how about 25? <laughs> <laughs> Don't let him watch this podcast. <laughs> but now you guys are like the dream team. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's awesome. It's, it's nice. He, he, I mean, he loves it. And then what's cool is like in our off season right now, like everybody needs, like he's a, he was a finished carpenter and he builds like really nice, like slab tables and stuff like that. So, um, it's, nice because like when we're here in florida he can just like go on next door app and just picks up work yeah so let's talk about this so the model of stunt dog productions which is where abby works it's basically like uh most seem like couples like a boy and a girl team and it's basically you guys running the show right like if you get to a fair it's you and sam 
Like you're the two people there doing it. Okay. So Bonnie, explain your setup and Mutt's gone nuts because it's a little bit different and it's a little bit different model compared to what Abby's doing in her company. It's pretty different. Um, <laughs> I have, I've done the model that Abby does uh, previously. It's honestly a lot more familiar to me. But what we're doing is a very curious thing for someone who's a dog stunt performer where we're going into uh, theaters that are normally hosting concerts and plays. Um, and we're doing a theater show where we have acts basically that's more like skits. Mm -hmm. um, and we have like dog comedy skits, dog um, dance skits, uh, high jump. Uh, we have a comedian and a juggler. He's so funny. <laughs> we love him. His name's, he'll be the skinny German juggling boy. He's so funny. <laughs> he's really funny. Like, dude, he's really carrying the show, if you ask me. <laughs> Sp the Screw the dogs. <laughs> well, the good um, thing, you don't need to throw a Frisbee real far in the theater. That's good. <laughs> um... So it's like a variety show. Okay. Um, geared sort of towards children, um, but it's like it's hard not to enjoy pretty much every aspect of, of the show, which is kind of a rarity. So we go in and we're, you know, it's like it's it's basically like acting in in a stage play rather than going out and doing like um kind of a more high energy like stunt dog show in a fair situation where you're trying to captivate an audience that may like they have a choice they don't have to yeah. either you yeah have to they want they might want a corn dog <laughs> these people bought a ticket yeah. yeah so like if you have a section of the show that takes more thought to i don't know get the joke of for instance like they have to sit there and you know appreciate it for what it is they you know they don't they can't decide like, oh, there's a better option over there. So that gives us a little bit more depth to explore different types of um, entertainment. Entertainment. That's exactly. why I like theaters, though. Yeah. I like, I like, I would, I like, my favorite gigs are theaters and halftime because theaters, people bought tickets to come see a dog show. You're not just part of a fair. Right? Mm -hmm. You know, like somebody, like you're not, like people don't come see you after they watch the pig races. You know, like your people are buying a ticket to come see a dog show. And like our theater show, is a little different. We don't have like a we don't have a variety act. It's seventy five minutes of all dog shit. Yeah, and that's why it takes. So for theaters, it takes me and then Chris and Suhey and Steve. It takes four of us, like all his dogs, all my dogs, because we're filling seventy five full minutes with yeah. dog stuff. We don't have like um a juggler to fill in our gaps. Yeah, you no, know? I totally get it. The only good thing about um, being after the pig races is partying with the pig people later at night. It's <laughs> the, 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 it's fun to I'm hang out with the carny crew. Amazing pig racers. <laughs> I met these pig racers last year in Bakersfield, California, which has the highest rate of chlamydia in the United States. Oh, good. Wondering. Fun fact. Thanks. Yeah. Fun fact. <laughs> um, you can use. <laughs> <laughs> That's a practical application. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, they, um, I've seen a lot of pig races and these were two hippie dudes from like Eugene, Oregon. And at the end of their show, they'd be like, we just want to let you guys all know that you're beautiful. Stay hydrated. Hug the ones you love. We can't wait to see you next time. You're all amazing. You're all beautiful. We love you so much. And like, it was stay hydrated. So stay hydrated. 
They I do, loved it. They do Get Molly home. at those things. <laughs> Scott asks if they do Molly at those types at the of pig events. Races, oh. yeah. I'm 100% sure they were on drugs every show. <laughs> well, stay hydrated is good advice when you're in Bakersfield, California. I do have to give it to them. I'm glad you mentioned your theater shows, too, because I was going to segue into that. Well, hang on. And you Before guys... we transition, I want to ask Bonnie a question. Okay. Have you, been able to, have you been able to tap into any of your clients for the animal actors and to, to get them involved in any of your shows? You said you were training some people to do that kind of stuff. And I, because we have another... I have a friend in California that does animal acting. Omar, everyone and knows he trains, Omar. He's got clients that he don't tra- know who that is. Yeah, I know. Please, <laughs> but he trains a lot of. His, he'll pull dogs that he doesn't have to own because his clients' dogs are doing certain things well enough that he can say, "Hey, I need your dog for this show or that show." You know, those kind of things. And then he doesn't have to feed uh-huh. them, so that works out good. <laughs> I don't have that type of uh, base that he has. Um, I only have my own. Right. So I have my own. Um, and any of them could potentially do a job. They have the same skill set, but that it depends on if that job is looking for, let's see, a dog that looks like a scary black coyote, a right, dog that right. looks like a cop dog that's going to narc on you. Yeah. Um, the cutest thing ever looks like Bingo. Do you guys remember the movie Bingo from 1991? Yeah. B I N G O. Yeah, I'm with you. Life, I've yeah. got her. Yeah. Coming soon here, you. Reincarnated. Reincarnated. Um, and then, uh, you know what? The dog formerly known as the cutest dog you've ever seen in your life yeah, until okay. I got this other one. So yeah. I have number one and number two right now. <laughs> That's not true. I think uh, I think Abby's uh, little thing. What is your little brachiocephalic thing that you have that goes in the hand? Coming right up. Yeah, we'll that her. that's top three. Hot and ready to go. Here oh, you're, you're very cute. Oh, oh, she has a sweater on. You're in Florida. What are you doing with the sweater on her? Got a fanny pack. Oh, my God. It's a fanny pack. All right. Talk about. Hold on. Before we keep moving on, I want to talk about this dog because I love this dog. Well, these dogs are illegal in New Hampshire now. <laughs> oh, yeah. They're trying to ban brachiocephalic breeding in New Hampshire. It's crazy. New Hampshire's like live what? free or die. I know. I just saw this pop up. Like, they don't even friggin' legalize weed. You can own guns. And now they're trying to ban the breeding of them. Okay. So I want to go back to why. Theater and halftime are your favorites, Abby. So you talked about theater. Why are halftime shows your favorites? Oh, because have you ever had sixty thousand people screaming for <laughs> yeah. you? It yeah. makes it's no drug compares. No, <laughs> no drug. No drug compares. What about the wind? What about the wind? Isn't it a pain in the ass? The what? The wind. I mean, it depends. Um, like, luckily, the Vikings, which I just did, is indoors. Um, I've done, but I've done the Baltimore Ravens. That one's outside, isn't it? Yes, it is. That one was fine. The only one I've really had trouble with is the fucking Philadelphia Eagles stadium. Yeah. A little bit, a little bit breezy in Philly. That was the first halftime I ever did. And I cried afterwards. (laughs) (laughs) It wasn't as much of a high. (laughs) It was the first time I ever did. And I was, it was 17 degrees and 40 mile an hour winds. And every throw I would just, my Frisbee would just sail away. And I like afterwards, I was like, oh, that guy reminds me of yeah. Well, because that's the thing about halftime is what gets them going crazy and making you feel like a rock star is the long throws. That's what they like, the long bombs. You can have the best vaults and the best tricks in the world, but in that kind of venue, they like to see the dogs just running like the football players yep. to the end zone. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. I understand we answered that question. My frisbees go that way without the wind. <laughs> 
The first time I took the Frisbee out for my dog, Jess said, put your dog away. Yeah, I was like, you're going to just, freaking... Just practice with the Frisbee for a while. Like, you're going to freaking tear his cruciate. You're not allowed to do this anymore. Okay, so let's talk about this dog in your arms. Because this dog, like, if Bonnie owns number one and number two with the cuteness factor, this dog ranks number three. No, this dog's number one. Okay, all right. Let's talk about this dog and looks how little, special... It's a little bit like a chupacabra. <laughs> a little bit. Let's talk about how special this dog is to the show. Even in your fanny pack. Um, She's the best. Uh, so this is Cricket. I got her. Actually, when I still lived in Fargo, I did do dog training, pet dog training. I had a positive vibe, uh, you know, sister studio to Ron and April's positive vibe. Yep. And um, I did personal lessons. I went to the house of the people that own this dog, and she was a fucking nutcase. And they just wanted, they had like an old Boston Terrier named Candy, and they just, they had two kids. They both were working parents. They adopted her from the shelter and she was just way too much. Like she would like nip at the kids, not because she was shitty, but because they'd be running around and she'd want to play. So she had too much energy. And the first day I met her, I told him, I was like, if you ever don't want this dog, I will take her. And so they boot camped with me and they leave town. They would border with me. Like she was like my buddy. And uh, two years went by and I was like, at that point she was going to be like four. And I was like, this is your last opportunity. Like after that, I'm not going to take her because she's breaking out fast. She's probably not going to work super long which is a lie because she's 12 and just did a fucking half time yeah <laughs> and like barks her head off the whole time i have a video of sam getting bit in the face by her <laughs> at a halftime because he let her go too early had to run after her grab onto her and she turned and was like ah, and just bit him in the <laughs> it's my so, like, turn it's my turn <clears throat> yeah and she does like an awesome handstand yeah she's small i mean she's actually pretty big you must be pretty strong how many pounds is she 18 yeah, that's a wow. lot. You must be pretty buff. Jesus. Oh, I just have really bad carpal tunnel. Yeah. <laughs> All right. And there's literally a picture of her like in a tutu or something, which is probably like one of my favorite pictures of any dog of any kind. So she's still working almost full time in shows at 12. Yeah. I mean, I don't have her do all the shit she used to do. And um, I alternate her now because she is getting older. But you know, what has been super cool with this dog is like, uh, so there's been a lot of gigs I've done over the years that are consistent. Like I do, I've been doing Bakersfield for like 10 straight years and I have families that come up seven years ago and I do photos with cricket after the show. She sits pretty kids sit with her and they're, they'll be like, we do this every year. And so this year I collected them. I had people send me all their photos. So you'll see a picture from cricket from like 2016 with a kid that's like four years old. And then you'll see a picture of cricket now. And her face is gray. Her face used to be all black. The kids, now 12 years old tall and so like having those side by side is like the cutest thing like ever and and, like and people will come if i don't sometimes i alternate her and my wiener dog closing the show and people will come after the show and they'll be like where's cricket is she okay (laughs) like they expect that dog like a staple of events now yeah no that's awesome and it's such a history like of the kid's life and everything else so no i just i love her i'm glad we talked about her all right let's talk about collaborating because that's why i wanted to have you on the show in the first place and you guys clearly are collaborating together you guys are friendly and everything else and now you're hanging out together because bonnie's down there doing a theater show when you're traveling i mean are you hitting up like other dog people like i mean the dog people it's a fun world like let's not like make this like the dog world can be shitty but there's a really fun side to the dog world too and be shitty. The dog world <laughs> like, I don't want the dog world to be shitty. Like, I see the shitty part of it, but I ignore it. And yeah. I go, like, I travel all over, and Bonnie does too. And I, I'm also, like, obnoxiously social. Like, if somebody doesn't want to be my friend, I will force them. <laughs> I will absolutely 
harass you until you hang out with me. <laughs> like, that's why we get friends with that John Canine guy here. He had a video that went viral, and I'm like, who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> he lives in Florida? He is going to be my friend. <laughs> and I forced that shit to happen. He is hard, because I've tried to get him up. I've tried to get him on the podcast a few times, too. So you must have forced that pretty hard. All right, so oh, you're a forceful <laughs> collaborator. <laughs> I've watched. I was like, oh, you're doing herding here? This place is right down the street from me. Do you want to hang out? <laughs> All right. So, all right. So you're, you're forcefully collaborating with people, but when you look at your schedule, are you like, Hey, I'm going to be here then. Like, I mean, you guys are like bumming off of like staying at people's homes and stuff in between gigs. I assume like talk about that scene of like creating your tour and seeing people all over the country. I mean, it helps also when you teach because people want you to come around because you have things that they want from you, but also people like to, people like to hang out with dog people, you know? And so like, like I'm, like I got into bite work like two years ago during the pandemic because I was bored and I did like I did bed bud dogs I did a blood trailing dog and I was like what the fuck else can I do because like I'm tired of teaching the same shit over and over again so I got into bite work which I thought was really interesting because it's everything opposite of what I normally do like when I go loose on a grip on a dog for a frisbee that means fucking drop it I'm not playing tug with you and in bite work when you go loose it's like bite it harder and you're like I'm like this is fascinating (laughs) (laughs) and you do have like some pretty decent like i guess they're just recreational protection dogs but you have like that ugly thing the gray and white thing and then your cattle dog is like a badass like bite work dog too no He's right there. Sound, cricket He's doesn't need waiting. any bite work. No, cricket doesn't do bite work. But what biting. is the mix? What is the mix of your bigger thing? He's a French bulldog standard poodle. Yeah, it's crazy. So that one does bite work. And then you have a cattle dog that like legit does bite work as well. Yeah, battle dog. Border collie cattle dog. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Um, okay. So you are dappling in other dog sports. You're um, like, yes, <laughs> yes, you teach. When you talked about uh, people having you out because they like shit from you. I literally clicked on a seminar that you were going to do. I don't know if it was at Emily's place or what. And the disclaimer on the bottom is this is not kid friendly. Abby likes to swear. Like I literally could not. I like literally laughed hysterically. It was literally like, uh, we recommend you leave your children at home. Like it's just very upfront. This is how she does it. This is what she does. Yeah. I don't fuck around. I don't want to not like I'm a carny for a reason. I am like super tattooed. I have, I just got my teeth sparkled. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's not really coming through, but maybe. I want to look, look as trashy as possible. Well, you have too many teeth. Time. Too many teeth for the, <laughs> for the carny lifestyle. Yeah, you don't like look like that guy in Home Alone with the one big sparkle tooth yet. But I'm glad that the teeth are sparkling. Maybe we'll get a close-up. So when you guys are doing gigs and you're teaching, are you doing tricks? Like, what does that look like when you guys are teaching um, outside of your entertainment setup? Like, where, what are your specialties? Why people are seeking each of you out? Um, I'm teaching disc primarily, um, from everything from like how to build a relationship with your young dog that helps them be able to play Frisbee to like how to actually throw a Frisbee to how to do freestyle tricks. I would like to branch out into more, not pet dog. Uh, Excuse me. Exactly. (laughs) Um, Was that cricket? (laughs) That was sparkle tooth. (laughs) Like, if you're interested in having a meaningful relationship with your dog or pursuing any sport, that type of, like, relationship building is a big thing that I consider when I'm working. And what I talk about a lot when I'm talking to other people about um, dog training, and I'd like to branch out into more um, thoughtful pursuit of those subjects with people. 
Um, but there's only so much space that any facility has for yeah. a specialty workshop. So and there's only so much know. time that you guys have. Like you guys have busy schedules, no? Well, their relationship yeah. stuff is tough. I mean, that's one of the biggest issues we have in the pet dog world. Well, the pet dog people are harder, too. getting people to build, have a relationship because they can go through all the motions of all the different, you know, obedience exercises. But without the, uh, without the relationship, they don't have reliability. The dog blows them off whenever something else, any, the least bit interesting pops up. They're gone, you know? Yeah. You know what was really interesting to me, just because that was brought up? This has nothing to do with even what we do. But when I worked at John Canines, we did board and trains with e-collars. And <gasps> like, no, when you I put, you put shop collars on dogs. I think we just got banned. Oh my God. Right. So like when I first, like I, I'm not against e-collars, but I just didn't use them. So when I first started working for him, I was like, just let me do puppies. You know, let me do like puppy. The happy based. shit again. Yeah. The happy shit. Yeah. yeah. Right, let me do my cookie shit, you know, yeah, like, yeah. cause it's not that I'm against them, but I don't know how to, like, I feel confident in my skill to use them to like be, be fair. Yeah. So I didn't want to do it. And so, but as I watched, you know, over months, I was like, I can fucking do this. <laughs> <laughs> and so, but what I found thing is that when you're doing any of that e-collar stuff, uh, we had a trainer there. I'm not gonna say his name, but like, he wasn't, um, genuine with his praise and the dogs could all tell. So they right. always looked sad. Mm-hmm. You know, like, like if you're going to use like any type of like punishment and training, you have to like back it up with like, when yeah. you're doing good, you're fucking awesome and yeah. mean it. And uh, like, he would always be like, like use this high pitched, stupid fucking voice, but like it was never genuine. And the fucking dogs could tell, Yeah, you yeah. know, like they could tell it wasn't genuine. And like, I think about that when I think of like people's, like, even when I'm doing Frisbee and like. I get why people do it in a frisbee seminar because they're concentrating on what they're doing so much and like trying to do it right for their dog that they're not giving their dog the right feedback. And then you can see their dog like be affected by not getting the right feedback, even though the dog's playing a game that it likes to play. But that relationship is also important when you're like teaching your dog a new frisbee move or something and you keep fucking up and you go, yeah, like the dog feels it, you know, hundred percent. So I thought, I thought that was super interesting. I don't know why I brought that. No, up. it is. No. It, it is. is. It, you know, I mean, that, for, a lot of people. You know, I, I tell people to use the food just because they can't uh, praise their dog in any other way that's effective. At least if they can give them a treat, the dog is likes that. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. No, it is oh, hard, yeah. and there's a certain level of dog sense that I think people are innately born with. It doesn't mean that you've been a dog person since you were four years old. Like we literally have a client. It was her first dog ever. It was a German Shepherd. Like her dog sense is like night amazing. Like literally, like she's her, like her, got great mechanics. Like her everything timing was good. Yeah, so it's good, almost yeah. like this innate ability sometimes in people. But no, I think it's a super awesome aspect to explore, and I'm super glad that Bonnie's going down that road with relationship stuff because it's lacking in the pet dog world and the sport dog worlds in d- communities everywhere. Relationships are well, important. You know what's interesting? Getting into the canine entertainment because I have very very limited experience in it, but I did do a show with Jess early on. And when the crowd gets crazy and gets excited oh, and the dogs keep like, Escalating. they get away, they get away with shit they would never be doing when you're <laughs> practicing. And, and, they, and especially if you're doing these shows back to back, it's like, they yeah. just know, okay, yeah. the crowd's here and it's my show. Yeah. Scott had this, what were you going to say? I said, there's times you have to take entire like moves or sequences out because the dog has become so show smart about it and right. you can't fix it during a show. Because again, it's entertainment, right? Like yeah. if my dog fucks up wee pulls, 
and I restart them and they fuck it up again and I restart them, like that looks bad in a show. And it right. ruins so that- the vibe. Yeah. Then they leave for the corn stand. No. And that's what I hated about entertainment because I'm so, I mean, there's a lot of good in it, but I hated not being meticulous. And yeah, with that said, what was Kane? What kind of uh, lines was he Belgian? Yeah, it was a Belgian So he Malinois. had this really strong Belgian Malinois, and um, I was just having him do some bite work stuff. We had hired a decoy locally. I'd, I'd hosted this gig forever. And it was really actually pretty cool because they do like the Palisade. You're probably familiar with that, where they climb up the wall. So we'd get like the tallest guy in the crowd to like stand by the Palisade. And of course, he would be lower than the Palisade, and he did all this. But when it came to the bite work, I mean, Scott had him on like a double receiver e-collar, like Max, and the dog's like barely containable. He's like, the crowd loves me. Like the adrenaline was so much for yeah. that dog too. You know what I mean? And he was like a very competitive dog. Yeah, he was he, very he com- well trained. Yeah, he competed with nothing on his neck. Yeah, but <laughs> we do a couple of shows and he's just <laughs> off the hinges. Yeah. He's totally <laughs> gone. Yeah. Terrible. They're yeah. assholes. Yeah. They're and like, the crowd goes wild, and they're like, oh, yeah, let's go wild. Fuck <laughs> everything you've ever taught me for 10 years. And you take a 10 year old dog, and the crowd goes wild, and they're like, see a bitch. Yeah. yeah. Are you going to correct me in front of these little kids? <laughs> yeah, no. Exactly. <laughs> no, it's such an important part of entertainment and the noise, right? Like, all the dogs want to go out at the same time. Like, that's a whole like thing to consider. Like, they all get pumped up. I mean, Abby talks about what a high a halftime show is, even just at a fair, if we're talking about a few hundred or a few thousand people watching everyone's feeling that energy the crowd's feeling it because the show's rocking the entertainers are feeling it and the dogs are feeling it they're intuitive dogs so no it's a super important point to bring up all right what else haven't we talked about let's talk um bonnie's favorite and least favorite gigs and what her careers looked like one and, thing i want to mention oh we'll, hold on we'll get into that but the, the <laughs> we're vet- gonna we're gonna podcast for an hour with <laughs> no, you guys one, one thing's a big issue for you guys that are traveling is vet care on oh. the road you know a dog, oh, dog does something you got to stop in you got to have like your your personal vets scattered all over the country <laughs> so that you know, hey, call them up. Hey, take care of my dog. After the pandemic, it's been impossible to get into a vet yeah. traveling. Like, like, I mean, once in a while, if you're in like a small town and you find like the shittiest farmer vet out in the fucking middle of nowhere and you want to drive good. 20 minutes out of town to go into his basement or whatever and like probably just get your dog ejected with heroin, you probably could. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's like, and, and give me some of that to go. Possible. <laughs> Um, and, and that's what I was telling her. There's, so now there's, there's a new kind of, I don't know, actually, because I haven't been doing this for that long. Um, new to me, um, kind of business model where, uh, stores. Is it tractor supply? Tractor supply. Walmart sometimes has. Yeah. Vaccine, vaccine stuff. Vaccine weekend vaccine clinics, but also some stores are having, brick and mortar it's just part of a store a walk-in vet clinic hmm. um have them in new york state it's a few tractor supplies so you don't have to have an appointment you don't have like a general like appointment fee it's like an urgent care um and you can for certain like even sick visits you can walk in there with a dog um that's not doing well and do like blood work fecals urine like we don't have that here stuff you know more general diagnosis shit. Um, I don't think they have x-rays or ultrasounds or anything like that, but um, stuff like, hey, you know, my dog has diarrhea. Can you help her? Yeah. Uh, you can walk into these places. I've been relying a lot on on those types of of things in the Northeast. Yeah, I haven't it's, seen it's stressful. Vet. It's stressful. Oh, and you guys have a good relationship with your home vets, I assume, too. Like, you're calling them up yeah. and like, hey, you know, send me a script here. Like, because it's really hard to be on the road. And somewhere... 
sometimes you're in the middle of Bufu, wherever, and there literally is not good access to vet care, even close within an hour's range. Like it's hard. Like yeah. what you, you have to, you will drive. This is what you do. All right. You go to Mexico, <laughs> you go to the farm, you buy cephalexin, amoxicillin, doxycycline, you stock up and you cross back over and you're good. Well, you know, <laughs> when I- you get, when you get 12 dogs, you get the headspace for that and the experience for that. Cause yeah. Jess is like that. She goes into and the vet. Hundreds of fucking medications on me at all times. Just tells the vet what the problem is half the time. And they look at her like, listen, we got to go through a series of tests to find out what's going on. And then, of course, inevitably at the other end, yeah, it's exactly what you said it was, you know, but it comes with the experience and knowing. And we have like a lot of that stuff at the house, too. There's a lot of things we don't go to the vet. We know what's an ear infection is just starting to develop. Let's treat that right now instead of it getting into a big problem, you know? Yeah, no, 100%. Vet care is super important to consider. And for everybody that thinks like, oh, it's so shiny to be an entertainer, there are a lot of perks to it. But like you guys have some hard times, too. Like being on the road is a lot. Like sometimes you have to like scoot your ass from freaking New Hampshire to freaking Arizona for some reason. If the schedule doesn't line up, if you have car trouble, like you're kind of SOL, like there's a lot of like difficult stuff with this keep, life too. Keep the dogs cool driving yes. through the desert. <laughs> you can't, Your yeah. friggin' car breaks down. You got to make sure everybody stays cool. Doesn't get overheated. Yeah. There's a lot of stress associated. Yeah. We drive it too. So I have my van that has an eight top AC unit and a generator. And then I have my motor home. So if either one shits out, dogs have a safe place to be. Yeah. yeah. Humans are secondary. You got to make <laughs> yeah. sure the dogs are okay. Yeah. <laughs> I the chiropractor once a month, these fucking dogs do. <laughs> well, they make the money. All right, Bonnie, tell me your favorite um, venues and stuff so far to date. I know you haven't been at it so long. And Klein, you've been doing this for what, like 15 years? You're kind of like an old schooler. <laughs> Isn't that wild? Yeah, but like literally that Minnesota gig was like like 15 years ago, right? Like, I mean, that was a uh, long time ago. I started with Chris in 2009. I did because you fucking left. Don't start. <laughs> It's not, that's either here nor there. Um, but you did like a gig, you did a gig with like Rue in Minnesota, like then, right? No, I met Chris because Rue knew him. Oh, okay. And he performer because his other one just disappeared. (laughs) There's a little nuance there, but we'll move on. Yes. (laughs) And, uh, well, and Zach George got that job. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Zach was a part of things too. Yeah. Fetch. Yeah. 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 So, so you've been doing this like a long time. You're a veteran. So Bonnie, you're like what, four or five years in here. I'm on, I think I played my first show in 2020. Okay. Okay. So yeah. So four years in or so. So what's like your, what are your theater shows and your halftime shows in Abby's mind? Like when you look at the past four years, like what warms your heart and brings you the most fulfillment? I got the opportunity to do a Ravens halftime in November this year. I, I can't tell you, like I have cried out of joy, maybe one other time in my life. And this had, like, I walked out onto that field and it was a packed stadium. It was perfect weather. It was a beautiful day. And I couldn't stop crying. Like, like while you were performing? I couldn't believe that I was going to perform in front of all these people. I was so excited. I was so happy. I'm like, I can't believe my trajectory has gotten me to this place. Yeah. You know? I was about you cried out of happiness and I cried out of terror. (laughs) Well, (laughs) our first, your first half time was this beautiful experience and mine was like the most miserable. That was your first one? Ever, yeah. Oh, shit. I mean, you don't, you don't cry that much, do you, Abby? 
I mean, unless I get like hit really hard. <laughs> <laughs> Well, somebody like punches me or kicks me in the stomach, maybe. Yeah, the RV backs over her foot. <laughs> then she, then she yeah. cries. Okay, well, that I even felt the emotion there. So I'm so excited for you that that was your experience. I got to talk to you guys about the players with halftime because halftime's rank um, in like both of your tops. So we had Alex Stein on a few weeks ago and he was talking about like, you know, trying to get one of the players to like throw a disc to Ashley, you know, way back in the day, in the olden days. Love you, Alex. But it was a long time ago now. Um, so like, do the players or anybody like the refs or anything want to interact with the dogs? Like, I know the cheerleaders take pictures with the dogs sometimes. No, I mean that we're not even allowed to like go near the players, but they're never, they're never approaching you guys. Really? No, not at all. I mean, I haven't had them like walk in my fucking way when they come (laughs) out early during a halftime. And and you're like, uh, it's my time. You're going to have to move out of the way here. Cricket could bite you in the face. (laughs) Excuse me, sir. This is my show. (laughs) The mascots, the mascots are chill. They'll hang out with the yeah. yeah, those are good ones to do bite work with. Oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Um, bite work gone that. wrong. Bite work gone wrong. All right. So I what mean, else? I, what are you I'd saying? Be I'd be nervous about a mascot. I think my dog might see that as a sleeve. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean exactly. it could be. Well, and just some dogs are freaked out depending on what the mascot's like. I mean, a lot of these dogs are well seasoned, but no, I get that. Okay, so how long are you guys chilling together now in Florida? What's your life like? Bonnie has to leave tomorrow for more shows. I'm just hanging out. And this is like I've, I've my first break I've had. Like even when I got back to Florida in December, we had to go to Mexico for a wedding. And then I did a half. Did I? A wedding no, I had a summer in South Carolina. <laughs> wedding in the pharmacy. Back, went and did the Vikings halftime in Minnesota on Christmas Day, and then came back and then taught that we did a badass seminar like two weekends ago or a weekend ago uh, with Andrew Hahn, me, Gary Duke, and Jack Bailey. Oh, fun! We did like a choose your own adventure seminar that was awesome so like people just like we basically offered like five hours of like each person like gary obviously is doing mostly throwing yeah yeah i'm doing long had, um, and long throwing. Trick. yep yeah. i had parlor tricks freestyle tricks drop downs and juggles uh five minute personals and uh, routine building for frisbee and so like we would have those five things and then people would just sign up for whatever they wanted to work on with whichever trainer so it was just like we all were stationed in four different areas of this big like uh, park, and then people would just move to each area when they were like whatever class they were taking. And That's it was so fun. it was pretty. We had like thirty seven participants with dogs, and then we had a couple auditors, and every, it was a camping area, and it was teamed up with an AKC trial uh, agility competition. So it was it was pretty pretty rad. Oh, that's so fun. And Ahan, you mentioned Ahan. I was there the day that he met Solar, and Solar's like still kicking, right? He looks pretty good. How is that dog alive? It's like 17. I'm so proud of him. He looks oh, great. Hatred. He is fueled off hatred because he hates other dogs. <laughs> fueled on hatred. Oh my God. You and him align. All right. So what does the future look like? I mean, you can't do this forever. Like what are your ultimate goals as far as where you're headed, what you're doing, everything? I mean, you're going to be an old lady at some point. I mean, what do, you, what, what do you guys see moving forward? Like what is best case scenario for life? I am dead no. at 60. I smoke and I drink. <laughs> I am getting cancer. It just... <laughs> Who wants to put in guesses of which one? Like, you used to what? be a lot heavier too. You're you're a lot lighter now, but you used to carry around a lot more weight too, right? I got the lap band. Yeah, I don't do that anymore. Yeah, the, the, weird, cigarettes but... help <laughs> the cigarettes help too. The cigarettes help. He says with the weight. Well, you'd be able to go out there in a the motorized wheelchair and just kind of fling the frisbee <laughs> off to the side. <laughs> All right, so you're gonna go until 59, right before your diagnosis, and you're done then. Yeah, I gotta move to Oregon. 
Because it's a death with dignity state. Okay, okay. so that's Abby's that's Abby's best case scenario. What about you, Bonnie? Where are you headed in your future? (laughs) I mean, I'm talking about like dreams here, and Abby's like, just get to Oregon by the time I'm 60, so I go easy. You press your ashes into a frisbee. (laughs) You have similar plans. Um, I'm in a lot of student debt. There's really no. There's really no. There's no retirement. There's really no future. Yeah. Uh, All we're right. both both of us were fucking art I have a master's I have a, a BFA Yeah, I didn't no, go that far it's not good um, <laughs> I'm just getting started with this this is like you know a huge career change for me and it's going interestingly so far start a Roth I think I, I think my mother made me start one when I was like 18 but I can't figure out how to tell if it's still alive <laughs> Um, anyway, we're, we're bad at being adults. That's why we do this. Yeah. You know what? <laughs> if I'm here tomorrow. I'm here tomorrow. I'm not even going to say it's good. It's just, it just is um, <laughs> a nightmare of a life. Don't fucking do it. Like it's very <laughs> fulfilling in the moment. Yeah. No, it, yeah, it's hard. Like instant gratification. Yeah. Do this job. But if you right. want to have stability in your life, don't fucking do this. Like it took me, like I, I still owe $20,000 in taxes that I just pretend don't exist. Well, there's there's no job out there that gives anyone stability anymore. I mean, (laughs) everything is crazy. You know, you might as well do something you enjoy. Yeah. And you guys have like experience. Like this is awesome. Like your life experiences, the places you see, the travel, the people that you can interact with. Like it's super awesome. It's awesome. I do have a side note. Do either of you do art like for yourselves recreationally? Um, I do sometimes, I do dog, these really adorable dog drawings, but now that AI exists, like artists are gone. Yeah. Yeah. And <laughs> about you, Bonnie, you're just burnt. You're done with art. Um, I don't think artists are gone. I personally, <laughs> I, I personally, um, I kind of push it in weird ways. Like I'll get very serious about making a very elaborate dog toy. Okay. And, um, either making it for myself or trying to sell it um i've painted a single painting in the past like four years is and it this, came out great is this thought, back yeah, to more- is this back to abby or this is something you did no, that's no, abby. Like, oh yeah <laughs> we're on cool. we're on bonnie but it is super adorable you're right <laughs> all I right that, the one that I did. That would make a good tattoo. My, yeah. Right. Oh, she's, you've probably designed most of your tattoos. Okay. So you're making elaborate dog, dog toys and getting your creativity out there. Where can people find you guys? Um, I know we're kind of in the winter season, like coming up, give us a little bit of highlight reel um, where people could find you guys. And then I want you to talk about like how people can access you and your skills through your personal Instagrams a little bit too. So we're going to let Abby go first. Cause Abby likes to go first. <laughs> Where are you going to be? And then and we'll clean I'm up with that. For a fucking reason, I like attention, okay? <laughs> Where are you going to be? And what can people get if they find your Instagram besides wild entertainment? Um, I'm going to be uh, starting in spring, March. We'll be on our theater tour, which will be, we start in Silver Dollar City at Branson. We do their spring break. So we're there for like three weeks. And then we start doing the actual theaters. And. We have some in South Carolina, Kentucky, Michigan, Colorado. I don't remember the other ones. Um, and Chris is starting to like do a slow retire and become more of an agent. So girl Sam, me, boy Sam, and Steve so far are going to be starting to like slowly take over theaters. Cool. And then um, 
in the summer, I usually take at least a little time off because I have that house in Iowa and we live on a lake. So I want to, what's the point of working this hard if I don't get to sit at the fucking lake and drink beer? Yeah. So <laughs> run up and go tubing and fall off and drown. So at 60. Yeah. I'll be, yeah. I'll be in Iowa. And then the fall, we're usually in the uh, West Coast. Like I have a, I always do Bakersfield, California. And then um, we might be doing um, a couple like event farms for fall. And then we'll do a fall theater as well. Okay, sweet. And then when people follow the dog carnival, um, can they like say, hey, where are you going to be for seminars? Do you do any like one-on-one training like Kara does? Like, what does that look like? Um, I do. I don't do a lot of one-on-one. I do have an online tricks course. It's called Tricks and Shit. I swear a lot. I a lot in it. I call my dog assholes and cunts. <laughs> we we did get uh, one in. There we go. <laughs> uh, but I got it in there. <laughs> um, but I have three online tricks, like courses, that are, and all the videos that are tutorials are filmed on there are all taught to dogs that don't know the tricks because that's something I try to make sure I do at seminars is I don't ever use my own dogs for the most part. I want to show people like the process, like because I can take a dog out that knows a fucking trick and show you and make it look super easy. I'd rather take somebody in my like seminar or whatever and take their dog and show like demo a trick or whatever to show people like the process yeah and so i have that online tricks course um and then i usually am doing seminars in the sometimes in the summer but i always advertise most of it on my instagram yeah okay sweet so they can find out where you're going to be and then send me the url for the tricks course too because we'll put that in the description bonnie where are you going to be and um where can people access your talents and everything um is it through instagram do people message you tell me that thing for the elaborate dog toys (laughs) for the six hundred (laughs) dollar dog toy dog toy um i i do custom work um more than any other dog toy but it'll be beautiful. But it will be beautiful <laughs> and durable. Um, six month lead time. <laughs> down here, Mutt's Gone Nuts uh, until the beginning of February. And then we'll be up in New Jersey in February. March, I'm actually teaching up at uh, New England in New England Canine Athlete in Massachusetts. Oh, yeah. Great. Uh, they have our um, Comfort King floors from our facility in Salisbury. So when, you, when your dogs are on the blue floors, they, they, I, I christened them. I bought them originally new. Yeah, that's a great facility. And that's actually good to know because I could collab and swing on down. No one ever comes up this way. Like, I feel like I'm in Maine and everyone like never yeah. makes it quite this far. <laughs> um, I do. I do that once in a while. I do. What's you that? You do Granite States. I do Granite State. That's in New Hampshire. That's like my home disc club is uh, Granite State. In Maryland, I do okay. BFF. BFF Pet Services. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, Maryland's okay. far, but New Hampshire's right. closer. Back, All right. Back to Bonnie. <laughs> um, and April, I will be out in the Midwest with Mutt's Gone Nuts. Okay, uh, people sweet. can message me on Facebook or Instagram. Um, it's the same handle. Uh, that is the best way to get in touch. Uh, most of my content goes on to Instagram. And... Uh, yeah, I'm interested in, um, I do private lessons uh, in person or online with people, especially for um, sport dog behaviors or like routine building for freestyle um, frisbee related stuff. 
Um, I love to help people with problems they have with their training and help get them through um, difficulty. Like I, I'm a lot better at helping other people than I even am about helping myself. Okay, sweet. Um, but people can access you through your Instagram handle that we talked about at the beginning. And I'll put those in the description as well. And if there's any other URLs that you have or anything, send those to me too. Okay, to close out, um, I want to do favorite dog of all time and why. We got to start with Abby because otherwise she'll just interrupt Bobby. So Bonnie, so tell us uh, favorite dog of all time and why. Could be yours me? or anyone else's. No, we're starting with Abby because she likes to go first. Well, my favorite dog of all time is what probably is Peter. What is in your hand right now? <laughs> we can barely have you on for an hour. What are you holding? Literally. <laughs> it's my new skull that I bought. Oh, you. Okay. Okay. Very nice. Art, art isn't dead, Abby. Art isn't dead. Okay. I didn't mean to take away from Peter. Tell us about Peter. I mean, Peter is the dog. My, he was my first dog. Um, I adopted him when I, in like 2006. And he's what got me into doing all this. So like, he's probably my most special dog. And like, I know, here's the thing. I'm not religious, surprisingly. <laughs> and, uh, but when Peter died, I made Rufio lay next to him all day, the day I was having him put down. Cause I wanted Peter to download into Rufio. And now Rufio has become like the fucking best dog ever. And I know, again, I know in my logical brain, that's not a real thing, but I like to believe it. Cause it makes me fucking feel better. Yeah. He, so, was, he was a great he, dog. Yeah. He was great. He was amazing. Like anything I was, I didn't know what the fuck I was doing with that dog. I did so much shit wrong and he was so like super forgiving and amazing. And uh, like, he is the reason I do what I do. So he's like, he's like, I mean, he's like fully tattooed on my chest. Like <laughs> he's the most special thing ever. Yeah. He's like the OG. I think I said one time on a thread, he's the dog that made cattle dogs cool. Not that they weren't cool beforehand, but I used to just be like border collie, border collie, border collie. And then I'm like, Oh, Peter. Okay. Like I could get spotty if need you be. Know, you know what's crazy? 80% cattle dog. 10% German Shepherd, 10% Sheltie. <laughs> really? I never knew that. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. All right, Bonnie, oh. favorite dog of all time. Why? Okay. Um, my oldest, Mars, who is still working with me. She's here with me right now. Um, she is my first personal dog. She's seven. Uh, she is the reason that I do any of this shit. Um, I got her from an animal shelter on Long Island. Uh, she's a black cattle dog mix creature and they're for very different reasons. Like she's the reason I do what I do and I love her. She is not a good dog. Like she's a bitch. <laughs> um, she's difficult on a lot of levels that I didn't really even understand until I got more into this and I saw what other people accept from their dogs and the relationships they have with their dogs um so yeah she, you know she's reactive she needs special accommodations um she's hard to handle she's an amazing incredibly intelligent incredibly intuitive incredibly athletic dog um but she's hard to work with she's really really emotional and i think she and i like unfortunately are really similar people. A fucking um, like beings. what like emotional disasters. Emotional disasters <laughs> real and we take everything too seriously and we react and personally way too hard to to whatever's going on. We feel it ten times harder than we really need to. Uh both of us. And um and I I'm so grateful to her for what she's done for my life and that she's still in it with me. And you know, yeah, she's a hard dog, but I adore her. And yeah. I 
couldn't I don't know what it's going to be like when she's gone. Oh, you got a long time left. She's only seven. I think I think it's interesting that there's dogs that are like the the most important dog, but that's not the dog you learn. Like a lot of times that's not the dog like for at least for me and a lot of people. Like you have like your fucking money dog, but then you have like those shitty dogs that you learn a lot from. Like you learn way more from that shitty dog than you ever learned from like your best performing dog. Yeah, you got a lot more growth. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that's awesome. All right, good answers. You guys, thank you so much for joining us. This was absolutely awesome. I was kind of thinking we were just going to have to deal with boy Sam and listen to Abby the whole time and bring out sculptures and paintings and everything else. But it was super fun to have Bonnie on. Anything we missed, babe? No, I had a great time uh, talking with you guys. Thanks yeah. for coming on. We, we knew you'd vibe well. Thank you guys so much for what you do. Um, to find them once again, we will put their Instagram handles in the description, any URLs that they're offering. Um, if you're able to find them on the road and any of their tours, look for Sunt Dog Productions and Mutt's Gone Nuts. And in the meantime, keep it quirky. Thanks, guys. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.